0: to tell you today that God is your deliverer and just in the same way that he delivered that person with that miracle healing he wants to deliver you and he is going to deliver and if those people over in Ukraine you know all they have to do is and and they are doing it turning to the to the Lord and crying out to him and he said when when you cry out to me I will rescue you I will deliver you And he will do it for the honor and the glory of his name, just as he did for Nehemiah. Amen. So could we look today maybe at Psalm 54 to begin with? But, you know, we need to make sure that we're listening as well, that it's the voice of God that we're listening to, because the voice of the enemy is just so loud. And when I see, you know, um, those people over there. I just see such courage and bravery. And I think that the reason it's touched so many people, especially in Ireland, is because it has brought to our remembrance. You know, there's all this wokeism and this crazy distractions that the enemy has got people going down rabbit holes of the environment and whatever. And of course we need to look after the environment. But, you know, they've made climate a god just in the same way that... uh, They've got all these other gods. But um, the thing is, is that at the end of the day, what does it boil down to? To be able to have freedom and to be able to have peace and to be able to know that you are secure. Uh, And, you know, we sang that song there, Good, Good Father. I have heard, Lord, that you are a good father. And we just cry today, Lord, for those people in the Ukraine Lord we cry for that President Zelensky Lord we pray that you would protect him we pray Lord that you would be a shield around about him Lord and we pray Lord that uh, that scripture you know the covenant that the Jews have Father God with you is that you will bless those who bless you and you will curse those who curse them and in the Jewish nation in the nation of Israel and the Jewish people all the families of the earth shall be blessed we are blessed because of of our brothers and sisters in Israel and the jews all over the world and they have suffered such persecution and make no mistake about it this whole attack from russia is not just primarily about NATO or about you know them being a free society it is an attack because there is a Jew at the head of their government and you know that anti-Semitic spirit has never gone away, it's an anti-Christ spirit and it hates the Jews and it hates them to have any kind of leadership and that's what people have seen, you know he has embarrassed all the leaders of the world because so many of them are dressed up in their poncy suits and their pointy shoes and they've never in their lives gone out onto the front line to see what's actually happening in their nation or to give their lives like he has done. He has told people and I'm not making him up to be, you know, on a pedestal or anything but I just think that a lot of people could learn from his humility and his his courage uh, because what he has done is he has encouraged all of his nation and gathered them and, you know, you've got the media putting out uh, when they're describing him they're saying former comedian, you know, uh these, these pompous uh, i don 't know what to call them lefties, uh, you know they can think of nothing better to write apart from that he 's a husband and a father, and that 's what he said he said i don 't want any pictures of me in any of your homes. What I want you to do is put a picture of your children there and go out and fight for them he said don 't be going out and fighting for me and so like I think that what we are seeing is is these days the, the, en- the enemy is being exposed, and God is removing. Removing uh, those people who have hindered and blocked his purpose and his kingdom from going forth. And he is raising up these Gideons and these Joshuas, these unknowns, uh, these ones who the the world will look down at. You know, uh, he's raising up those people and he wants to raise up all of you. You know, as leaders in your sphere of, of, of influence, you have to realise that you have the authority, the mental of the authority of Jesus Christ on your shoulders, and he wants you to walk with that authority. He wants you to walk with your shoulders back and your head up and to say, we will fight for, for, for God, for, for freedom, for our nation. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Irish freedom fighters or something like that. Don't get me wrong. What I'm talking about is... That the enemy is trying every way he can to put the screws on the church and to shut them up. And what God is doing is he is showing us how to to walk and to arise. And uh, we just pray that today for that man, Lord, that you would protect him, that you would make yourself known to him, Yeshua. In Jesus name we worship you and we praise you God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He has a covenant with you and his nation. All of that that nation of Ukraine I've heard it many times in years past. I can't remember from who right now, but I have heard it said that revival was going to start in the Ukraine. Why do you think the enemy is trying to attack and oppress them? Because God has a plan for that nation. In the same way that God has a plan for Ireland, why do you think that we have endured so many generations and decades of hardship and turmoil and chaos in this nation because the devil has done everything he can to distract people from the power and the kingdom of God and got them their eyes on the most stupid uh you know strife and fighting and bitterness and feuding and and oh my god like when you look at it people can look today and they can look at Russia and they can say what are they doing and what are they thinking like, what are these people thinking? They're human beings the same as us. What are they thinking? But, you know, that's how the enemy w- works. He deceives people. And he gets them totally sucked into such a vortex of, of idolatry of self, really. That's what it is. And, and he's trying to, I know, trying to bring back the soviet union or whatever that may be what he's thinking but i'll tell you he set himself up against the god of heaven and he is in a dangerous position and we really need to cry out and i really felt last night the lord had me in uh, praying for that man and to cry out his name vladimir vladimir listen to god and turn back from what the enemy has has set up for you you know, we pray that. It's in Psalm 43, or Isaiah 43. He says, fear not. I have called you by your name. The greatest thing you can pray for people is that God, uh, that, the, that the Lord would open their ears to let them hear him calling their name, calling them by name. Because when he calls them and when they hear it, you know, they come running. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we just pray today, oh God, we pray that you would be a sun and a shield around Kiev, around all of the the cities and towns and villages of Ukraine, around the people there. Lord, we pray your hand of protection on them. We we bind the spirit of fear of them and we loose, Lord, your shalom, your your angelic armies to, to roam right through that nation, Lord, to guard them and protect them, to expose the works of darkness, to expose the conspiracies and the threats that the enemy is doing to expose you know where the enemy has set up traps for them lord we pray those things would be exposed in jesus name and we thank you father for this is called the church united and that's another thing you know uh, it's about time i'm getting sick and tired of 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 hearing negativity from christians backbiting other christians especially you know uh, it, it goes on everywhere i know that but i'll tell you lads the Lord is calling a halt to it. And, and we are going to see the true church arising. It's going to be the church of, of unity. And it's going to be the church that fight for each other and that stand and protect each other and watch out for each other and lift each other up and not tear each other down. And I see an awful lot of American Christians, and, and I'm not just calling out American Christians, I see an awful lot of Christians worldwide, and what I see them writing, I just say, what Bible are you reading? Tell me, please, so I can make sure never to buy it. You know? Praise the Lord. Anyway, um, Psalm 54. Come with great power, O God, and rescue me. Defend me with your name. Listen to my prayer, O God. Pay attention to my plea. For strangers are attacking me. Violent people are trying to kill me. They care nothing for God. And it says in another version, they have not set God before them. I think that's beautiful. Just set God before them. So many people have set idols before them. Money, uh, fame, success, uh Power, uh, Buddhas, <laughs> statues, pictures—they've set other gods in front of them. They're trusting in those things, and you know they're—they're they're going to see the truth of where that's going to get them. But it says here in verse four: "But God is my deliverer. God is my helper. The Lord keeps me alive. He upholds me. And in fact." There's a beautiful line in the amplified in that particular verse. It says, Behold, God is my helper, my deliverer, and my ally. The Lord is the sustainer of my soul. You know, our soul is where our emotions are dealt with. Um, it's where we go from the highs to the lows, the peaks of the mountains to the valleys, the courage to the fear. You know, and it it lifts up and down. Well, our soul is the place where we deal with those things. And uh, in Psalm 23, it says, The Lord restores my soul. That means He brings it back to total peace, serenity, stability, tranquility, wellness of soul. And so it's the fact that God is my deliverer, my helper, my ally that brings. Um stability and sustains my soul, keeps me stable. May the evil plans of my enemies be turned against them. Do as you promised, Lord, and put an end to them because you are faithful. I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have rescued me from my troubles. You have delivered me from my troubles and helped me to triumph over my enemies. Praise God. Would we just read that out today um, from verse 4 there? And we'll read it out for the people and the nation of Ukraine. Okay? Behold, we declare, God is your helper, your deliverer, and your ally. The Lord is the sustainer of your soul, your upholder. He will pay back the evil to your enemies. In his faithfulness, he will destroy them. With a freewill offering, we will sacrifice to you. We will give thanks and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have rescued us from every trouble. And our eyes have looked with satisfaction and triumph on our enemies. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, I was just thinking there um, yesterday that before every great move of God or every great breakthrough for God's people. The devil sent some kind of a a horrific enemy against those people. Um, Pharaoh tried to kill Moses. Um, He put out a decree that all the male children were to be killed and that the Egyptian women um, and and, sorry the Hebrew uh, midwives who helped the, the Israelite women to give birth were to kill the baby if it was a boy when it was born but they could leave the girls live and that's why Moses's mother had to be put in that position of trying to protect her baby and because you see God had a call in that child's life and you see even though the enemy did everything he could to make sure that Moses wouldn't live and that Israel would never uh, be delivered God made a way and he you know I think we said that there a couple of weeks ago he actually had Moses grow up in the palace of Pharaoh who tried to kill him as his own grandson he was raised and and he was taught he was learned he 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 understood everything about Egypt and about the Egyptians and God had a plan for his life and it came to pass um Herod tried to kill Jesus he, once he heard the, the Magi, the, the kings from the foreign land, coming to hear that there was a king of the Jews. And he said, well, I'm the king here. And so he said, oh, please, tell me where he is so I can go worship him too. Secretly, he set up um, you know, in his heart that he was going to kill him. And then when the three kings or however many of them, I don't think there was actually three, it doesn't say, but it just gives three names. But when they didn't come back to Herod after they had gone to worship Jesus, they went home a different way because an angel warned them in a dream, Herod went out and had every male child killed under the age of two by the sword. But God had already spoken to Joseph in a dream and told him take Jesus to Egypt. And that's uh, where they went until Herod died um Haman tried to have Mordecai and not just Mordecai but the whole Jewish nation living in that land at the time wiped out completely so much so that he set up a gallows in his garden but God intervened because when God's people cried to him for help he delivered them And he delivered them through a young little girl called Esther who became queen for some unknown reason except that she was made queen for such a time as this and I'll tell you lads ye might think that these are hard days to be living on the earth but listen and you might think you know these are hard days for my children to be growing up in but God has a plan for you and for your children and he has had you born and he has had them born for such a time as this to fulfill a purpose that he has for each one of them that only you and them can accomplish and no one else can. He did not have you born back a hundred years ago when things might have been easier. He had you born for now. And he has placed a mantle of authority and purpose on your life. And it is up to you to find that out. And the way you're going to find it out is through his word. Amen. Goliath tried to kill David. Uh you know, and to stop. Uh, had David been killed there on the field, uh, you would never have had uh, Jesus. You know, come through the lion, the the line of David, descended from King David. But God had another plan, and He made it so easy. It was such a hopeless, uh, you know, difficult. Difficult is a really poor word for it. It wasn't just a difficult. It was a horrendous situation. He was facing this giant who was, you know, nine feet tall, who needed a man to carry his shield for him. His shield weighed so much that a man had to carry the shield. And yet God got rid of that giant enemy with one stone from one boy who was prepared to stand out and take courage and believe that God was with him. The Amalekites tried to stop the Jews from coming into the promised land. That's that battle where Moses had to go up on the hill. And he, every, he noticed that every time he lifted up his hands to heaven and called out to God that Joshua and the Israeli army uh, were able to defeat the Amalekites. But when Moses would get tired... His hands would come down and then suddenly the enemy started taking over again and and beating the Israelites. So Aaron and her held up Moses' hands all day and all night. And you know, that's the thing about the church and it's the thing about leadership. It is never easy. And, you know, you see these people over there in Ukraine, and I believe that they are showing the world what leadership looks like. It is not easy. It's dirty. It's bloody. It's, it's terrifying. And, uh, you know, it's going to hurt, but it is for a purpose to advance and to gain freedom and to keep freedom. Praise God. King Balak in Numbers uh, 22, I think it is, 21 or 22 there. He tried to curse Moses and the people of Israel. They didn't even know it. They were way down in the valley and he was up on uh, the hills of where he lived. And he took Balaam, the prophet, and he took him up onto a high hill above where Moses and the Israelites were below, camped about to cross in to the promised land. And he was cursing them behind their back. But God turned it back on him. And he actually uh, brought those curses on himself and on his own family and lineage and nation. And that nation was cursed because of what they tried to do against the people of God. God always makes a way. He's, a, he's our deliverer. None of them succeeded. No matter what they tried to do, God is faithful to deliver his people. When they cry to him for help, he brings solutions, escapes, strategies, favor, victory. He uh, turns on the light so that the darkness has no more... Uh, power to hide things you know the darkness is very dangerous it's treacherous in fact but when the light's turned on everything can be seen and for the last few months I have been reading, reading and reading and reading and more reading uh, the book of 1st John. and I encourage you to read it and read it and read it it's only five little short chapters but um, could we go there actually We need to understand love. We need to understand the love of God. And we need to understand how the enemy operates. How he brings deception. Because all of what we're seeing playing out in the world, I'll tell you, there's several seducing uh, seducing spirits that are in operation. There's the spirit of Jezebel that's seeking to dominate, control, manipulate, intimidate and bully. There's... Uh, the spirit of uh, deception that's seeking to keep people oppressed and in darkness and deceived Uh, there's that religious fanatical spirit that hates God and hates Jesus Christ and hates the Jews there's a spirit of witchcraft which is very closely linked with Jezebel because it's manipulation It's, it's stuff that goes on behind closed doors in order to try and curse or or, or break uh, somebody else. And we need to be, as I said earlier, we need to be watchful and to be making sure that we're walking in our authority. Anyway, let's look at this to start. In um, 1st John. Uh, I can't remember which... Oh yeah, it's there. Five. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Will you say that with me? God is light and in him is no darkness at all. We need to remind ourselves of that because there are times when we are engaging with the darkness. We are aligning ourselves with the enemy's camp instead of with um, with God and with his kingdom. God is light. In the light, everything is seen. There's no hoodwinked, you know, going on behind closed doors, hiding or shrouding or deception. There's none of that. There's no treachery. There is... Everything is plain and to be seen. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I've heard many people quote that scripture that we're going to go on to read here. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. You cannot read that scripture without reading the bit before it. Because uh, for many, uh, you know, you have to take the word of God in context. And you can't really take any scripture out of, I believe, the book of 1st John without taking the whole thing together like you would a pizza. You can't just take one little tear off, you know, a bit of crust off the pizza. It's much nicer and more filling if you eat the whole pizza and you get to savour it and taste it. And the pizza of 1st John is all about love and about light and about integrity. And about obedience to God and to his word. Okay. Uh, The blood of Jesus does cleanse us from all sin and from all iniquity. But we have to make sure that we are in obedience to his word. Um, Because when we're living in obedience... Uh, we naturally walk in righteousness. And righteousness is a free gift from God, whereby we have been made right with, his, with him through the blood of his Son. And I, I think, you know, everything in the word of God boils back down to righteousness. And it's from, that, it's from that position of righteousness and authority that we can cry out to God and he will deliver us and honour us and save us. And... I heard the Lord speaking there earlier on this week. He told me to walk in the authority that Jesus won for me and gave me. And he said, walk, W-A-L-K. Okay, W, let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. You see, there are people that are enduring things and going through stuff, and not, not every situation now, I'm not talking about every situation, but there are many people who are enduring things and going through stuff um, that are related to the fact that they're not walking in their authority. And they're not walking in their authority because they're not in obedience to the word of God. It's that plain and simple. And because there's a certain element of darkness there. Now, that is not everybody, okay? i make that clear. Not everybody. Because there's also... Uh, people who are walking in, in righteousness and, and walking right before God, and the enemy is attacking them to try and break them, basically, because of the, the call that God is on their lives. But in Matthew 16, it's no harm to go over what our authority is, though. In Matthew 16, in verse 19, this was when Jesus uh, had asked it apostles, who do you all think I am? Who do they say I am? They all gave their answers. But Peter, anointed by the Spirit of God, says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, uh, the promised one, Yeshua. And um, Jesus said, you know, and he said, you are the Son of God. And Jesus said, it's not your flesh, um, it's not your own brains, Peter, that revealed this to you, but it is God's Spirit who told you that. And Then he goes on to say, um, if we read it from 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now, I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock and those two words rock, they're, they're two different words. One is a small rock. And the other is a big uh, cliff face of a rock. Um, And upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this, uh, you know, foundation of the rock, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid or bind on earth will be forbidden and bound in heaven. And whatever you permit or loose on earth will be permitted and loosed in heaven. So that's the W. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Will you say that with me? I must walk. I must walk. In my authority. my authority. W. Whatever whatever, 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 whatever. I bind on earth, bind on earth will, be will be bound in heaven, and whatever, and whatever I, loose earth, I loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. So, walk. W. A. Uh, Matthew twenty-eight. Matthew 28, um, verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples, what? To obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. So, we'll say this. Father, Father, I will will walk walk in my authority,
1: authority,
0: totally righteous, righteous, washed in the blood blood of your Son, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father. All authority authority has been given
1: given
0: to Jesus Jesus, in heaven heaven, and and on earth. But, but, he has given but he has given that authority, authority to, me. to me. Therefore, Therefore I, will go I will go and make disciples, make disciples of all the nations. Of all the nations baptizing them, baptizing them. In, the name of the in the name of the Father and the Son and the, Son. And the, Holy, Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, I will teach, I will teach all, these new all these new disciples to obey all the commands that you have given me. And I am sure of this, I am sure of this. you are with me, you are with me. Always. always, even to the end of the age. Amen. That's A. L, Luke, Luke and lightning, Luke chapter 10, you know this, yeah, that was Luke chapter 10 and verse um, 19, or, we'll go back a little bit, let's see. He was, after sending out the 12 apostles first of all, they came back, um, then he sent out the 72. He told them to go and do the exact same thing as the disciples. Heal the sick, raise the dead, heal the lame, the lepers, the blind. He said, don't take anything with you. Take no um, provision, because watch and see how God will provide for you. And where you go... um, he said, heal the sick there if they, if they receive you. You see, there is an if, if they receive you. And he told that to these 72 as well. If they receive you, go in, eat what they give you. Um, you know, leave a blessing there. If they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet of that place and leave it behind. And it's interesting, he said in 16. Then he said to the disciples... Anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. Imagine that. Now when we give people the word of God, if they take it, they're accepting Jesus. Because you see, Jesus is the word of God. And so that's what I'm saying earlier on there, is that it's only the word of God who brings the victory. And he is our deliverer but we need also to comply with what we need to comply with, which is take up our authority, uh, walk in humility and obedience to his word, and therefore we can see him then delivering us and bringing us out of every destruction. So anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me, and anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, and anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. It's always for the honor of his name. That is why we need to make sure that we are honoring the name of God in everything we do and everything we say. And you know, we do fall down. Everybody does, all the time. But... That's why we can come to him and humble ourselves and say, Lord, I messed it up again. I ask you to forgive me. You are light and in you is no darkness at all. I thank you that you have forgiven me and cleansed me with the blood of your son, Jesus. But like, you know, it cannot be a habit and it cannot be without obedience to the word. As we read in 1 John earlier on as well, obedience to the word is key. And obedience starts in the heart. You know, obedience is better than sacrifice. God told um, Samuel to speak to Saul and he said obedience is better than sacrifice because rebellion is the same as the sin of witchcraft. So when we rebel to God's word what we're doing is we're aligning ourselves with Satan and his kingdom and of course as you know his kingdom is based on the occult and witchcraft is operating there and every kind of darkness. Yeah Yes, he told them in verse um, 18, 19. Is that 19? Gee, sorry, I forgot my glasses. I don't know where they are. Did um, you get richer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got new glasses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Your youth is being restored as the eagle before my eyes, boy. <laughs> They're like a new pin. Uh, 19. Yes, he told them. Uh, I saw Satan fall. From heaven, like lightning. So this is the L, the lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing, no thing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Amen. So, L, say this with me. Father God, Father God I will, I will walk, walk in my authority, in my authority that, you have given me that you have given me through the blood of your son, Jesus. Of your son Jesus. L, L is, for is for lightning and for look. And for look. Jesus, Jesus. You, saw Satan you saw Satan fall like lightning, fall like lightning. from heaven. From heaven. Behold, Behold. look, Look. you have given me me authority Authority. over Satan, over Over his snakes snakes. and his scorpions and And nothing. nothing. No thing thing shall by any means means hurt me. me. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, I do not rejoice rejoice that demons are subject to me, me, but rather rather I rejoice. rejoice. My name name is written written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Life. Amen. 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 So, K is the last letter of walk and it stands for King and I was really touched um, Thursday night Meg read this scripture it's in Psalm 47 can we go there? we're actually doing really good on time says you, she says, (laughs) Uh, anyway, Psalm 47, this is something that I hear over and over and over again in my heart, who is king over all the earth, it was a song actually we had in the children's room, I don't know if you remember it Aileen, but um, we had like this little CD, how Big Is My God, I think it was called. And one of the songs on it was, Who is king over all the earth? God is king over all the earth. And, you know, it's something that we need, I think, as a as a sort of a filter or, um, you know, to, to, to refocus us and to bring us back down. when When things are overwhelming or when things feel out of control, you know, it can feel frightening or or whatever, oppressing or depressing or whatever. But, you know, when we remind ourselves, hang on a minute, who is king over all the earth? Who is king in my life here in this situation? Who is king as I am uh, thinking like this? Or as I am behaving like this? Or as I am fearing like this? Who is the one who's king there? Because if there's fear, if there's strife, if there's bitterness, or if there's whatever, it's not God who's king. So, you know, it says in in verse seven, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises in a skillful psalm and with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together as the people of the God of Abraham for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. And, you know, we read there a few weeks ago that God is a shield. And so he is the one, as we raise him up and say, oh God, forgive me, Lord, I, I went down the path there of, of allowing the enemy to speak, allowing the enemy to bring fear and and allowing him to, to Uh, pretend he was king i I come out from under that influence i I refuse to align myself with satan's kingdom and instead i i thank you lord that you are king over my life and what your word said is the truth and so this is uh, really the backbone of our authority is realizing who is the one who is king and submitting and humbling ourselves before him so, we'll say it together. Father God, Father God. I, will walk I will walk in my authority, in my authority that, you have given me that you have given me. You have placed it, you have placed it upon my life, upon my life as, a mental. as a mantle. The government, the, government, the authority, the authority of, your of your kingdom rests upon, rests upon the, shoulders the shoulders of Jesus Christ I am part part of Jesus' body body on this earth, earth. therefore Therefore, your authority authority uh, rests rests upon me. I ask, you to me I ask you to forgive me for the times, for the times when I have, I have aligned myself with Satan, with Satan and, come and come under the influence, the influence of, his of his kingdom and listened, and listened to, his to his voice. I repent, I repent. And, I me, Jesus, and I ask you to cleanse me, Jesus, with your blood, with your blood. from all no, unrighteousness and now, instead, and now instead I choose, I choose to, align to align myself with you God with, you, God, with your kingdom, with your kingdom. And walk in that authority. authority Because the accuser. accuser Of the brethren. The the one who accused me. me Day day and night. night Before your throne. throne Has been cast down. down, And I have overcome him. him By the blood of the lamb. Lamb. And the word of my my testimony. And my testimony. Is. Jesus Jesus Christ Christ is the King of all kings, kings. Lord of all lords. lords. God, you are highly exalted. exalted. You are King of all the earth. earth. Amen. 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 Um, You know, if you want to have just one quick flick there to Revelation chapter 12. Something interesting. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. Um, It's talking here about the woman, and it, it, it signifies that the woman is Israel. And the woman is about to give birth to the child. And immediately there's a red dragon, Satan, who's released against, or who who comes against and tries to devour that woman. And, you know, I just think it's very interesting. I know that there's a lot of things going on over there with Russia and with Ukraine and all that, right? And I know there's the freedom that they have in that nation and they're right alongside Russia and the Russian people don't have that same freedom. And so... I I understand that, but I do think that an awful lot of this is Revelation Twelve. Playing out before our eyes, even that, um, because Ukraine has been always such a safe home for the Jews who did not live in Israel. Um, so many of them are from the Ukraine, and live there and as I said earlier, are led by a Jew. That's a big thing, you know. What other nation in the world is led um, as the authority of a Jew? Only Israel. And I just think it's very interesting. But um, the Red Dragon, you know, Russia, Russia's army has always been called the Red Army. And um, so anyway, that's just my own, that's nothing. I didn't hear that from the Lord. It's just something I looked at and saw. But in Revelation 12, you know, uh, I also believe that the woman here represents the church, Zion, which is Israel and the Gentiles uh, grafted in, joined together as the one new man. And uh, the child being the, you know, birthing what God has for the end time harvest but anyway in verse um seven and war broke out in heaven Michael the archangel and his angels waging war with the dragon and I believe that's what God is doing even uh, before our eyes that we will see um God delivering his people Uh, The dragon and his angels fought, but they were not strong enough and did not prevail. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down. The age old serpent who is called the devil and Satan. He who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now... The salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion, reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night... And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life, their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death. Hallelujah. Amen. I praise God. And you know, I heard there the other day about those border police that were um, guarding a little island um, belonging to Ukraine and some ship belonging to Russia um, You know, one of them warships was coming up um, and uh, trying to um, take the border there. And I'm sure you heard it anyway. And I I won't use, you know, bad language now. Don't worry. I know you're getting nervous. But um, what you call it, uh, they basically, you know, said this message. uh, This is the Russian army or the Russian whatever, navy. Um, Lay down your weapons and surrender right now. And... (laughs) this is a radio um, message copy, you know, that's actually playing out. And you can hear them saying in the background, will I tell them to go themselves? And uh, he comes back and he says, Russian army, go yourselves. (laughs) And like, you know, they did not love their lives to the death. Do you know what happened? They shelled them and they killed all of them. The, the the Russians shelled those 13 border guards where they were on that island and killed all of them. And like, you know, um it just I I, I just felt like how many other people would have run away or would have and, and that's what the enemy is like. And you know Paul said if I die it's gain for me. And This is the truth. It's something that Christians really need to wake up to because so many Christians are living life in total fear and timidity because of what might happen, what what will happen, what they said will happen, what what could happen. We we have got into this trap and it's deception. And what it causes us to do is to disobey God and not walk in our authority. But if we realise, if I die... I go straight to be with the Lord. And this is why righteousness is so important. Because if I know that I'm right with God, then death staring me in the face won't matter a bit. Because once I close my eyes on this earth, I open them present with the Lord. And so Paul said, to die is gain for me, but I need to stay here a while. The Lord has me here to teach you. And, you know... um, What's the worst thing that can happen to you? And a few weeks ago, I, I felt to do this scripture, but I didn't get around to it on the Sunday. But in Isaiah chapter 14, um, it and, and we've already read in Luke chapter um, 10, verse 19 there, that Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. We just read there in Revelation chapter 12 that they were, Satan and his, his allies were defeated and there was no room found for them in heaven. So they were cast out of heaven and, uh, you know, that they became the accuser of the brethren, that they tried to accuse God's people day and night before the throne. What are they accusing? They're accusing out of the word of God. And this is why we need to know the word of God, because I guarantee you, in the day of trouble, you won't have your Bible or your phone with you. Whatever you have is what will be inside of you. And Jesus spoke very clearly and he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and so if our heart is full of negativity and fear and dread uh, you know but if our heart is full of the authority that we have in Christ is full of the victory that we have because of what Jesus did for us the fact that he is our deliverer then that is what will come out of our mouths and, and you know that's why scripture study is so important and I encourage you we had a wonderful night on Thursday night there was uh, the biggest crowd I ever saw online on zoom and here in person I encourage you to make it a priority because what will happen is you will grow and and you will see you know um the word become alive to you because the word is Jesus he's a person it's not a thing he's a person and in uh, Isaiah chapter 14 it talks about how um Satan was judged and, and you know um talking about the the great place of honour that he held in in heaven. Um, And you can read it there yourself later on. Isaiah 14, 11, um, all that down there. And then it says in 12, How you have fallen from heaven, um, O star of the morning light. O star of the morning, light bringer. Lucifer, that means. Son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the ground. You, who have weakened the nations, king of Babylon. And that king of Babylon is, is uh, symbolic of idolatry. Okay, and idolatry is what brings down the nations. It's either idolatry of self or, you know, other idolatry. But anyway, but you said in your heart... I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the assembly. This is what Satan was saying in his heart, that he will, I will, I will. I will ascend to the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But, in um, 15, in fact, you will be brought down to Sheol, to the remote recesses of the pit, the region of the dead. And this is what I want to focus on. Those who see you will gaze at you. At the end of time, when people actually see the devil, they are going to be so mad, so sad, and so demented, really. The ones who are in hell, the ones who are in heaven, are going to be so, you know, just say, they're going to be, I guess. I won't say they'll be sad because there'll be no sadness in heaven, but, you know, they'll be kicking themselves. Because they will consider you saying, is this the man or the one who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms, who made the world like a wilderness and overthrew its cities, who did not permit his prisoners to return home? And make no mistake, the devil is out to gain prisoners. That's why Jesus said he came to set the captives free. People have been held captive by fear or by sickness or by uh, poverty or by you know, abuse or, or, or whatever the situation. It doesn't matter. People have been held captive by, by, uh, by bitterness and offence. People are held captive. They're prisoners. And he will not permit his prisoners you know and that's why we need a deliverer we need to know that god is our deliverer we need to be Amen. clear about that and we need to know that no matter how bad the storm is no matter how difficult the circumstances god will deliver us Amen. and as i said earlier that testimony i gave of that of that friend of mine who was totally healed no matter uh, all of the storms that that person endured, all of the heartache, all of the sickness, all of the the, the medical procedures and, and the loneliness and the heartbreak, uh, being stuck in hospital, you know, all of those things, it doesn't matter because when we know that God will deliver us, he will come through and you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But listen, make no mistake, you will look at the devil and you say, What? the hell was I thinking? What was wrong with me? Why did I even succumb to that? Why, when you see how weak he is and when you see how by his lies, by his deception, by his seduction, by his anger and his rage, he kept nations in bondage and kept God's beautiful people in prison This is why we preach the gospel. It's good news. And that's what Jesus said. I came to bring good news to the poor. Who are the poor? Anyone who doesn't know Jesus is poor. I don't care how much money they have in the bank. Praise God. And finally, in uh, Psalm 62. Uh, Well, we'll say the first finally. (laughs) I'm only joking. You, uh, you can you can look them up for yourself after. But um, in Psalm 62, yeah, I love this psalm. Um, I've loved this psalm um, uh, years ago inside in the children's room. Uh, one day I came across this psalm um, and did it for, I'd say I did about 10 teachings out of it uh, different times over the years. And, you know, I really believe that I just went in there this morning into the children's room and I just said, Lord, I just thank you because for all the days that we had inside there with all those beautiful children and, uh, you know, such joy and excitement going in there. And, you know, I believe I can really say that inside in that room, God, I saw God As my deliverer. He delivered me. And he taught me the word of God. And he ministered his love to me. And you know I just... Pray today, Lord, for the harvest of all those seeds of the Word of God that I heard in there and that those children heard, Lord, that those seeds will come up and bear fruit and that those children, Lord, uh, now they're all grown up, Lord. I just pray for them that you would uh, minister your love to them today, Lord, and that you would send angels to them to stand with them and that you would bring them through every adversity and every storm that the enemy has tried to put in block in their lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. In Psalm 62, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. This is David speaking now. My victory comes from him. This is the great king. And he, you know, that's the thing about David. He's so humble. He always shines the light on the Lord, not on himself. That's a a true sign of of, um, a godly, you know, someone who's filled with the love of God. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress where I shall never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. And, you know, the Lord is my rock my fortress, my deliverer. Um, It's also in Psalm 18, verse 2. Um, That was David again. Our victory and our honour come from God. Don't ever forget that. It doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from princes. It doesn't come from tanks. It doesn't come from uh, education or wealth or anything like that, even though all those things are great and they help. But our victory and our honour come from God alone. Uh, Psalm 18, verse 2, 1 and 2. I love you, Lord, for you are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and he delivered me from my enemies. Psalm 34, um, says, you know, I cried to God, and He delivered me. Okay, you're willing to go with me. <laughs> you're not putting on your coats. <laughs> Thank you. Psalm 34, verse 4, and verse um, verse 4 says, "I prayed to the Lord God, and He answered me." He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to to him for help will be radiant with joy. Amen. And in verse um, 17, I think. The Lord hears his people when they cry to him for help. He rescues, he delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted; He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Amen. And I think also in... Um, Where's that one? Uh, the angel of the Lord. Is that seven? Yes, seven. In 34, seven again. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who, who fear him and delivers them. He delivers. And um, Sam... 50 verse 15. Read it quickly. Look, these are things you can write out. And whatever it is that you're believing for deliverance for, God will deliver you. Psalm 50 verse 15. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will deliver you, and you will give me glory. Amen. And Psalm 107 verse 6. I love that Lord help they cried in their trouble and he rescued he delivered them from their distress there's something about crying to God for help and again as I said you know it's only through his word that you will get um, this breakthrough and it's only through understanding who you are in Christ what are you going to do you're going to walk in your authority. Amen. You're going to cry to the Lord for help. You're going to understand that the devil has already been cast down and defeated. And in fact, you have been given the authority to trample on him. So, will we break bread to finish? Um, thank you, Jesus. I understand. It's been a bit longer today, but, um, you know, I think the people of Ukraine today would, would greatly love to be sitting in church instead of outside in the freezing cold, trying to throw petrol bombs. So, praise God. <laughs> I'll bring it back down to earth there with a crash. Um, times in the Word of God, we there, uh, there's actually literally, I'd say, hundreds of different um, references to God being our deliverer. But I'll tell you what there also is, is, is many, many references to there being no deliverer. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, you know the chapter about the blessings and the cursing, right? And in, I think it's verse 31, and it says... Uh, you know about the whatever um, I can't remember now whatever curse anyway comes on the person and there will be no one to deliver you and it says it a few verses down again and there will be no one to deliver you and in Psalm 22 um, in verse 11 it says do not be so distant from me for trouble is at hand indeed there is no deliverer And you know, Psalm 22 is all about Jesus. It's what he quoted when he was on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And today we're breaking bread here. We're taking this bread and we're taking this drink, this biscuit and and this drink of water. And the thing is, is that we are able to say, God is my deliverer because Jesus endured the cross for us and there was no one to deliver him. He endured it, he took it upon himself, and he went right through to the other side. He paid the price for every single thing, every step of the way, healing, deliverance, protection, mental health, um, uh, financial prosperity, um, relationships uh, being restored, Uh, peace in the home he he did all of that and peace with God most of all so that when we die we can we'll go straight to be with the Lord he endured all of that and there was no one to deliver him because he was the deliverer and he had to do that by himself and then when God raised him from the dead that's how we can say my victory and honor come from Jesus Amen. amen so let's break this bread Father God, we we'll say this together. I thank you. I thank you. You have trained me today in the same way that a soldier is trained in military camp. You have given me authority keys of the kingdom and the power to overcome. All because, all because Jesus, Jesus your, son, your son, paid the price, paid the price for, me on the cross. for me on the cross. So today I celebrate, so today I celebrate your, death your death and your resurrection, and Jesus. Your resurrection. Jesus. Jesus, because you, are Lord. because you are Lord. You are King of all the earth. You are King of, all the earth. You are King of my life. You are King of my life. And I, thank you. and I thank you as I eat this bread, as I, eat this bread. I, eat I eat healing and restoration, and restoration. Into, every part of my life. into every part of my life and my soul, and my soul. Amen. 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 Amen Now we take the cup Father God I thank you I thank you for empowering, me, for empowering me, raising me up, raising me up. Delivering, me. delivering me, I proclaim, I proclaim Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Saviour, his, his death and resurrection, my victory and honour, come, come from him, he is the master of my breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, we just ask you today uh, to show us, Lord, your strategy, your download and your solution. And that's one thing that I said to you earlier on about that friend who had this great breakthrough and great healing, is that God revealed a strategy that nobody else had thought of, you know, because of the fact that there was no help. And then suddenly this door opened, and it's just like Psalm 119, verse 130. It says, the entrance of your word brings light. And I just pray that for each one of you today. Father, I just thank you that you will open doors of opportunity, of breakthrough, of healing, of restoration of people's minds and hearts and marriages and children and families and businesses and finances, Lord. Everything, Lord. You promised where the enemy has stolen that you will bring restoration as we align ourselves with your kingdom. Help us to remember that, Lord. Help us not to be deceived and seduced by the devil and cross over to his side. But instead, Lord, help us to remain uh, resolute in our in our worship and our honour of you, because our victory and honour comes from you, in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. And we just release our tithes and offerings Amen. today Amen. into your kingdom, Father, oh, we worship you with them. Amen. And, Lord, it's not that... Uh, this uh, you know, buys any favour from you because you said that obedience is better than sacrifice Amen. you said for I desire mercy and not sacrifice so Lord it's not from that place that we bring our tithes and offerings to you but we bring them to you because you are worthy and because everything we have comes from you Amen. and we release them into your kingdom today and I thank you Father for the spirit of increase and the spirit of restoration and deliverance upon each one of these your children, your faithful children I praise you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.